Hey y'all, welcome back to the Black Woman Behold podcast. We are your hosts, Markia, Kim, and Anisha, and we are Black women working on being whole. This is our ninth episode, ladies. Whoa, 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 whoa. Number nine. Engine, engine number nine. Um, okay. And today we're going to talk about sistership, or what you all usually call a sisterhood, but you know, for us, we've coined the term sistership, because we cool like that. We can make up words. Um, but before we even get into what sistership means to us, all of those fun things, ladies, I wanted to check in with you and see where we're at from the last time we chatted and know what you all are working on this week. So, Kim, what you working on, friend? You know what? I am actually working. It's so funny. We were talking about some working out earlier and no ass, but um, <laughs> I got COVID bunky. First of all, oh. bring back the word bunky. I think a lot of people's muscles have atrophied, right? Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, if you stayed home. But my butt is not in the pants area where it used to be. So I've been walking up and down stairs. I've been trying to get this. Wait, so together. where is it? Like you, I'm I'm it's, so confused by this. What do you if mean? it ain't in the pants area, in the oh, pants, what, where where it's is probably it? Probably a little lower. Oh no. damn. Listen. <laughs> the bump, bump, bump is not there no more. Uh-oh. I was like, what's going on? Uh-oh. So, like you know, I'm working on my core because okay. I, you know, I don't want sciatica anymore, but I also don't want COVID bunky. And that's where I am. So <laughs> what are we going to do? My I might be lost for words a little bit, but I just... <laughs> how are we going to fix it, friend? How are we going to fix it? Listen, I, you know, I can't do, you know, squats with your people right now because of my, you know, my leg, but I'm walking up and down stairs. I'm building okay. up my core muscle, my glutes. Okay. I'm I working on my fitness. Honesty. I'm working on my fitness. <laughs> Come on, Lizzo. Working on your fitness. fitness. In my witness. You know, that's it. But yo, bring back the word bunky. I've been thinking about that all week. Like, I've been wearing like leggings. Like, I. Like, I'd like to wear something else, but the dresses don't look the same. So I got to figure it out. Yeah. Summer's coming. I just appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you getting on a podcast. We don't know how many people are going to listen, but we know it's going to be a lot. And you just said that your butt ain't exactly in your pants. (laughs) And yeah. So I appreciate the same position that it was like. February 2020. Got it. So you're like, you know, things got a little looser, you know, less muscle, you know. So I think everybody who's um didn't work out or didn't do the thing they were supposed to do during the pandemic is feeling my pain. So okay, you know, I'm certainly feeling the pain. I don't know who else is, but I definitely am. So that's where I am. What about you, Anisha? I think I'm working on a couple of things, but first I want to say that I'm trying to have a hot girl summer. I'm working on what that looks like. My niece told me because I'm married, it's going to be lukewarm, but <laughs> I told her we need to redefine what hot girl summer is. So for me, I am fully vaccinated, which means I'm trying to be out and about. That's all I'm saying. Do I want to be at the cookout with 100 people? No. However, you could give me the cookout with 10 to 15. I will feel good with that. What I'm working on is figuring out what it feels like to be more social with more people around, be around more people, right? Because I've been in the house for so long. I do therapy sessions one-on-one. So like, I'm not really talking to, you know, too many people at one time. So I think for me, 
I'm working on figuring out what's comfortable for me. Um, being out in the world a little bit more, pushing myself to see what's comfortable. Um, so yeah. And the other thing that I am working on is prioritizing my fitness goals. And I think at this point, my goal is just to keep moving, really. Like, I don't really, I think I'm at the point where I don't really need to lose any weight. Like, I just can just tighten up, but I just want to move my body. Because again, I wasn't moving my body as much as I wanted to. So um, I want to make sure whatever's going on in my life, that I make sure I get my workout in. So with that being said, I want to say thank you. Because we talked about, Anisha, what time are we going to tape the podcast and you guys let me know last time that I was able to prioritize myself and my fitness goals so you guys let me go to my workout class today so I went to my workout class it was like 90 degrees outside however I got it done and I feel amazing was I late to the podcast yes was I sweating when I got here yes <laughs> but I want to thank y'all for that because I felt like I didn't, last time we taped the podcast, I didn't go to my workout and I felt like I couldn't ask because it wasn't fair to you guys and the rest of your day. But you guys let me know that um, if that's something that's important to me, that we will all prioritize it. So thank you. Absolutely. That's, you know, how family works, right? <clears throat> and, you know, I'm going to be like, I can't do it because I have a workout. So who am I to tell someone, no, you can't I was can't just work following out. your footsteps because you don't be playing. <laughs> like you send that text like, oh, no, my workout is at such time. So it's going to have to be another day, another time. I can get my workout in. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it because it makes you feel good overall. So, I mean, if you don't, if you feel like shit, it would impact the uh, podcast, I think. So, so thank you for modeling a behavior <laughs> for <Yes>. me. Okay. <laughs> we prioritize self yes, over here. <laughs> yes, we do. We prioritize people's needs and their yeah. wants. Yes, we do. Because we're not just like podcast hosts. We're not just in bit, but we are friends, right? And that's what friends do. They yeah. prioritize each other and their needs and their wants. Yeah. And we have like a little special friendship bubble because it's also like we can't be telling y'all like you should do this and then not practicing <laughs> it because then we'd be hypocrites and trash. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and we're working on not being hypocrites and trash. Every Definitely. Day, every day, all day, like try not to be a hypocrite, try not to be trash. <laughs> it's literally part of the whole piece. Um, what am I working on? I think I'm working on... Um, preparing for the school year to be over because you know what I'm tired of <laughs> going to work and damn oh no <laughs> work okay sorry <laughs> but you might not be wrong um but yeah it's a lot um pandemic school has been tough um and this is a different demographic than what I'm used to I used to work with high school students who you could definitely be like yo bro you're being annoying and they'd be like all right bet you know Middle schoolers, you can't do that. You cannot. They so girl. <laughs> right. So it's a it's a different ball game, um, dealing with middle schoolers, um, and also in a panty. So it's a lot. They don't like to wear masks. They asking me, well, aren't you vaccinated? So why do you care? Oh and I'm just goodness. like, okay, but you're not. So <laughs> how is this gonna work for you? So I think we all need a break. Then we can come back, meet in the middle, and start over in the fall. But right now, I need to be able to be outside by somebody's water and rest. 
So I'm mm. just working on making it through. Cause Rest, girl. Your girl is whew, at capacity. <laughs> and what, how many, how many more weeks do you have left? Ooh, school. Last day of school is June 18th. Juneteenth. Okay. Yeah, right before Juneteenth. That's listen, giving you your freedom. They let you go. Hashtag give us us free. Give us us free, please. (laughs) Yo, pay to get back with that one. What movie was that again? I'm a star. I'm a (laughs) star. Give us us free, free. (laughs) please. My educators, I know you feel it. Um, it's a lot. (laughs) Shout out to all the teachers and administrators. I feel for y'all. Enjoy your summer. Don't do summer school. Go lay by the beach. Do whatever. Those kids (laughs) got to go to summer school. It's on them. (laughs) They don't got nothing to do with y'all. Say no. Where's your boundaries at this summer? Give give up those boundaries this summer. I am. No, that's it. Full (laughs) sentence. Stop. No, I ain't going to be able to do it. See you in the fall. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I guess we'll get into the content of today. We kind of gave a little segue talking about um how our friendship works. Um, but you know, as we're brought up, we're taught this is your friend, right? It's never really a clear definition as a kid, right? Your my parents are like, oh, that's your friend. And like as you get to be an adult, you're like, oh, it's a little bit more than just I happen to know you and have semi-pleasant thoughts about you in certain interactions. So I think the best way, right, to define friendship is thinking about like what it means to you to be a friend and who taught you how to be a friend, right? So let's start with Woody. Um, hopefully y'all know who that is, but if not, that's Anisha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just like every other Black person, I got a nickname, all right? Like I got six other siblings, we all got nicknames. So that's my nickname, Woody. <laughs> it's out there now. <laughs> So yeah, girl, who taught you how to be a friend? And what does, I guess, being a friend mean to you? Who taught me how to be a friend? I would have to say my sister, my older sister. And I say that she taught me how to be a friend because she always had friends. So I always remember in the house and she's like a good eight years older than me or something. So, but she had like besties. And can I tell you that these girls are still her besties 30 years later, right? So These are people she was always with. I think what I remember the most is laughter. There was always fun times with them, right? I never really heard them argue too much. I saw them hang out with each other all the time. They did homework together because they were from like high school. And so I feel like she taught me how to be a friend. I'm not really sure what she modeled for me, but I think that she modeled um, how to be there for someone. Like I will always see her there for them. Like when they called or when they came over, there was always talk. But when I think about who taught me how to be a friend, I might have to say it was my brother because he was my first friend. He's two years older than me. And that's the person I spent the most time with. So we would fight, <laughs> we would argue. When one of us got in trouble, the other one was trying to get us out of trouble. <laughs> um, and we talked about everything. Um, because I, I have a love of sports because of him. So I think that like, there's also that commonality that comes in with a friend, right? Like generally we meet friends at like school or work or somewhere where we spend a lot of time. So he was a person I probably spent my, the most time with. Um, a couple of years ago, I saw a picture of us on my first birthday and I sent it to him and I was like, yo, you were my first friend. Like you were the first person that I hung out with and I loved in that way. And so, um, 
yeah, I think it was, it, it, so I guess my, my brother was my first friend and I think my sister kind of taught me how to be a friend, kind of like modeling behavior for me. And so um, I, I really appreciated that. What about yeah. you, Kim? Um, my first friend is actually my cousin, Tuggy. That's her nickname. <laughs> so um, my family has some nicknames. Go yeah, ahead. you know, going back to nick, nick, nicknames. So, um, you know, growing up in my family, I'm the eldest of the set of cousins. My brother, who's nine years older than me, is the youngest of like the next set of older cousins. So I had like my older cousins and like all the adults all to myself up until like the age of six. Like, you know, you go to school, whatever, you know, school was, you know, I, I was like, what, six? So kindergarten or whatever. They didn't have, um, you know, pre-K. I was just hanging out with older people. You know, my cousins <laughs> were taking me. And my cousin Tuggy moved from down south up to New York. And I remember like being really jealous because I was like, who the fuck is this? You know, because now I had to share everything. And then every, and if I wanted to get something, she had to get it. And so, you know, everyone around us, like I remember my cousin Dirk taking us to the movies and me and her got into a fight over a jacket and she swung the jacket at me and hit me in my eye and we started fighting. And he was mm -hmm. like, this is not what family does. This is not what you do. So everyone had a, had a, a place in our lives in teaching us how to be friends or how to like, love one another because I think friendship is about love and it's a you know um and as we got older you know again she was the one who came into school year after me so we were always through you know high school um in the same school and so I have someone that I grew up with right um like a sister and so it was just a very interesting thing like for me and her we have very different life paths but we still like stay connected and we talk or whatever um but she was the one I mean and then you know everyone else was kind of like modeling that friendship like you said you saw people's friends or whatever I had crushes on my cousin's friends because I was like oh quirky oh this guy so you know or my cousin's boyfriends you know it was just like a really um interesting thing because I got different messages about what it means to be friends depending on who it was and so I think I kind of had to find it out for myself but take those things and bump them up against relationships. What about mm -hmm. you, Markia? Let's see. Who taught me how to be a friend? Probably my mom. So I was a firstborn, and my sister that came after me is two years younger than me. Um, my mom says I asked for a sister. I don't know if I did. Um, but definitely like watching my parents. But my first friend, ironically enough, my cousin went to Siena, and one of his class name, classmates' name was Mark brown and mark and i became friends he was like a college like a college student but like he was like my favorite person like he would take me everywhere with him i loved um house party soundtrack ain't my type of hype was my favorite song at like three years old <laughs> i can like dance that joint right now Do like if people so can feel good, good. Hey. <laughs> but you ain't, ain't my, my type, type of hype, hype baby, baby. <laughs> that true um, no, it no, was full force. force. MD. Oh, no, full force. force. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Full force. Oh, I'm showing my age. Okay, go ahead. But what does it say about me, girl? It's my favorite song. <laughs> you were three. I was to... definitely not three, but go ahead. <laughs> Why were they trying to pass them off as 17-year-olds? You're not in no damn high school. You got a straight-on mustache. You look like somebody Looking there. like, oh, man. Looking like somebody <laughs> <Yes>. uncle. <laughs> um, 
yeah so mark was like just always like really cool and like i think i always like secretly wanted a brother um and then also like my cousin Lenny was really good at showing um like friendship and support he was older and i always wanted like an older person to show me stuff because you know firstborn you expected to know everything um but someone to like show you the way um and then my sisters you know we have our friendship it's um probably nuanced to other people but we have you know our semblance of what a friendship looks like um so yeah definitely like shout out to mark brown and cousin lenny lenny will listen to this so hey lenny um and hey lenny hey lenny yeah. <laughs> you still, still being supportive after all these years listening to the podcast that's, we appreciate it that's my guy that, that is definitely my guy so yeah um, but interesting, right? So you all mentioned mostly like your women friendships. Um, I mentioned males. So, you know, as women, we get these uh, these uh, programming, I guess, if you will, about the nature of a female friendship, a woman friendship, that women are catty or that, you know, you can't necessarily trust women or don't bring women around that. Have y'all received those messages as well? Or did you see them dispelled in your friendships that you have? How did that work? Um, I have to say, I have, let me just first say, I am grateful that I've had good friends throughout the years. Um, I would say, I'm not sure of the negative messages, but I will say that my mom really didn't have friends. Mm. Like I remember that she had like a best friend who was like our godmother and then they got into it and the friendship ended. And I was pretty young when it ended, but I know I can remember not seeing my mom have another like bestie again I feel like her kids became her like friends and my father and her had always been really close and I saw her more with male friends like my father's cousin was really they were really tight tight right so I had never seen her with any other women friends so I'm not sure what I deduced from that but I do remember that very clearly um, but it never stopped me and she never said anything like she never verbalized like hey women aren't shit or nothing like that like she never said anything crazy <laughs> about women but right, I did notice that she never room. had an, right she never had another female friend I do remember that mm -hmm. um so I don't think I got any negative messages and I remember again my sister always had really good friends and you know when you talk about first friends like you know other than family members I remember I had a best friend in kindergarten and me and her lasted throughout like after college which is a pretty good run it is. Right. Like I have another girl from first grade. Me and her still talk today. Like I still kick it with her today. So like I feel like I've had really good friendships and I didn't really get that negative kind of messaging. Um, I think the women in my life had good friends. But, but I'm pretty sure that there are people and I've 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 talked to women who's talked about like their moms did not have good relationships with women and they kind of passed that down to them. But I am very grateful that that wasn't my journey. So I've always trusted women. Um, I've never had a friend betray me in any, you know, real way. So again, I'm grateful for that. So I never really got any negative messages. What about you, Marquia? Um, Let's see. I don't think my mom ever was like, watch out for girls. But I think it was kind of implied like when you would tell certain stories about like, oh, like so-and-so did this to me. And I was like, oh, you know how girls are. You know, like that was kind of like, the energy for it definitely have experienced some like shitty female friendships um but 
in my older age, I will say after like I turned 30, a lot of the women that I have around me are like genuinely supportive and are like very much there, um, which was definitely like a turn of events. Um, I also think that I was a person that was, I was definitely like self-conscious. I won't say that I didn't, I don't know if I saw it for myself all the way. I think other people saw it and were like, okay, like she's cool with playing the background. And I do think once I got to a space where I was like, no, this is me, this is full out me and I'm here. Um, that definitely played a, a role in how my female friend dynamics did work out. Um, I will say that definitely had some people that were like, well, oh, so now you're feeling yourself. Oh, it's like, oh, and it's like, wait, girl, like, wouldn't you want me to not be the friend that didn't feel good about herself when we were out in group settings? Like, what was that about? Mm. So that's right. definitely mm. What's that right. <laughs> what is that about? Not you being Molly. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> y'all know I'm ready for insecure. Slight segue. But yeah, like not you being Molly and wanting me to be the ancient friends that you always feel good right that is a real thing you're not nobody's prop you know little sidekick everybody needs their time to shine you know markia you do not need to be anybody's background singer because everybody deserves their time to shine and if we can't support each other in that and if it's always got to be you in the spotlight that's narcissism and you always need somebody to prop you up you're not somebody's prop i'm over that Agreed. Right. Everybody should get a chance to be fucking Beyonce. They don't always got to be Michelle. Like, okay. no. Everybody gets to be at the front of the line sometimes, damn it. And if I can't be at the front in this relationship, then I'm good. If you need to be the Beyonce of the relationship all the time, I can't deal with you. That's a headache. You're not really a friend. Even Beyonce lets the other girls sing sometimes. Like That's not a safe space. That's not a safe space. But we'll talk about safe space and stuff later. But that's not a safe space for me. Like, for real. I think, you know, in terms of negative messages about being friends with girls. Okay, so this is going to sound really crazy. But I think it's always been like a thing. Like, I've seen, like, my cousins, like, have fist fights with their friends. They're like their girlfriends. And then they make up. And then they're friends. And so I think... I have very like a spectrum of examples with women being friends. And so I didn't register them as negative. You know, they, that's just what it was. That's just what I saw, you know? And I think for me, I don't see things as negative. Like you got to do something really bad (laughs) in a friendship in order for me to stop being a friend with you. And I think that's what, that's a negative thing I've received. Like through thick or thin, somebody is your friend and you're like, well, maybe it's toxic and harmful in this. Nobody ever tells you when to leave a friend, right? Like, so I think that's the thing for me. That's a real topic that we could do a whole podcast on, right? Like when to leave a mm-hmm. friendship. It's very similar to a relationship, right? Because you can feel really indebted to that person and feel like we have a history. And so I should stay around for the history. But it's like, do we still have those commonalities? Do we still have that fun you know what I mean? Do I still feel comfortable around you or has that changed? And I'm just staying around for the history. So I think it is something important to talk about. Maybe we'll do a whole podcast on when to stay, when to go. 
Should I leave? Should I go? I don't know. Um, that is definitely <laughs> the name of that podcast episode. Look out for that when it comes. <laughs> but Kim, you did um, give us a great segue into talking about what a healthy friendship looks like, right? You just talked about how some of your friends might be busting heads and they'd be like, all right, cool. Like we're good now. Um, other people might give a silent treatment um, and then that's how they work through their things. But, you know, what does that look like for you? And then do you have expectations of your friends like if you're my friend you are a friend because you do xyz thing or are there no expectations just like you're here and that's all i need from you what does that look like for y'all kim um so i make friends easily um (laughs) i mean after like a one one time meeting someone i'm like oh my friend so i'm that person like i've you know, I'll come home like there's business cards and things everywhere, like notes and napkins and things. And I've exchanged numbers and text messages. So um, I have to do a better job of acquaintance versus friend. Um, but I think for a healthy friendship, um, I think that different people meet those needs um, for me in terms of what healthy is, because, you know, I have friends for whom like I don't necessarily feel like I am um always a priority but then there's other friends where they're like you are my priority right like you know the the back and forth of stuff I think um for me it's it's very interesting how different people fit different needs um that I have a friendship like I expect friends to ask me how I'm doing to check in on me to provide support to not always you know need to read my mind but if I mention something you should know me well enough to know that maybe that's a problem or an issue to ask me questions because sometimes I'm very like I keep a lot of stuff to myself Mm because I don't like to you know talk about my problems and things and so sometimes you got to pull that out of me like okay listen we don't have time for this tell me what's going on right like and so I think yeah I think for me like I'm pretty low-key I'm pretty easygoing about friendships like if somebody doesn't call me, I'm not like, oh, this person didn't call me, you know, and so I don't have expectations of people to constantly check on me, right? Check in when you feel like it, ask me how I'm doing, you know, if I need something, offer it, and I'll do the same. What about, like you? What about you, Markia? What about me? Um, hmm. Do I have expectations? I like reciprocity. The older I've gotten, the more I think I've been clear about, like, this is how I show up for you. In theory, I'd expect you to show up for me in that same way. Now, with that being said, similar to Kim, I do not have an issue with people wanting to be my friend. Um, however, I don't always categorize everyone as friend anymore. Like, I'll be, oh, that's my homegirl, or this girl that I know, or what have you, um, because everyone is not your friend. Well, that's one thing I will tell my tell you my mom did tell me very early on. She's like, everybody's not your friend. And if you are able to have five friends in this lifetime that are genuinely there, then you're lucky. Um, so, you know, there is some truth to that, the older I get, um, with that, um, like I said, my, my main expectation is reciprocity, like treat me how I treat you. Um, and that's it. Cause I show up for the people in my life and not necessarily you'd have to show up in the same way that I show up, but like, if I know, like you're not a everyday person, but you do reach out, you do make sure I'm okay. You notice if something is wrong then that's very appreciated. And if you don't, that's cool too. You know, we just figure out what box you go in and that's cool. Like it's no beef, but maybe we not friends and that's okay too. Um, what about you, Woody? So 
So I, I need a lot of things. Now let me stop. <laughs> I, I need I need a couple of things. So <laughs> I, I think over the years I figured out I need good communication. I need that in my intimate partner relationship, and I also need that in my friendship. Because I can't read your mind and I don't want to. But I, I, I don't expect you to be able to verbalize everything, right? But if we have a disagreement, I do expect you to come and talk to me, right? Because things get taken out of hand, right? Like really quickly, like there might be the tone of my voice was upsetting to you. I can't have you ready to flip out. Like I, I, I need you to be like, Anisha, the tone of your voice was upsetting. Like, can we start again? And I'll say, okay, I apologize. Like I'm fine with apologizing. I'm good with acknowledging when I am wrong. I'm good with acknowledging my part in things. So I just need you to be able to communicate and do the same. So I think that that has become really important for me. Um, I need you to be compassionate because I have a lot going on sometimes. Like I need you to be able to empathize and sympathize with me. And you know, you could give me some tough love, but don't be too tough. Cause I can't lie, my mom and daddy wasn't tough. And so I don't do well with like that super rough love, like get your shit together. Yo, like you could give me a little bit of that in jest, right? But if I come to you, I need you to listen to me. I need you to hear me. I need you to figure out like, okay, how do I go to her and tell her this thing? It may upset her. So like, how do I say it in a way that it lands pretty good? I just want you to take me into consideration because I'll take you into consideration. And, um, I would like you to be available sometimes. I think that as an adult, I don't expect availability in the way I did when I was younger. I can't front. When we was younger, it was like, what you mean you can't come? What you mean you can't do this or that with me? Like, girl, we 19. What else you got to do? Right? So I think that I know that I can't be the focus. People got kids. People got ailing parents. Like, it's so many things, husbands and wives. Like, people have so many other things, right? So I can wait my turn. Um, and I think that, um, support me, support me. If, if I'm, if I'm doing whatever I'm doing, be supportive of it. Tell me like, girl, you're doing a good job because as a black woman, there are many times that we walk through this earth, not feeling like we are enough. And I might be having one of those not enough days. So I need to know that somewhere, somehow I have somebody that's going to be like, girl, you got this. I know you do. Like, I believe in you. I see this thing in you. I'm proud of you. I just need to know that you can say that to me. Um, you know, and we can throw some jokes in there because I'm jokey jokey all day. So give me some jokes. Give me a little tough love, but not too tough. Um, and be protective of me. Like if somebody talking shit about me, be like, nah, that's not who she is. Like, you know, you might have caught her on a bad day, but she really not that bad. If I'm talking badly about myself, because we all have that little bit of negative self-talk. If I'm doing that, be like, no, 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 that's not who you are. You might just be having a bad day, baby. Like you, you, you don't tell, don't say you ain't shit. Cause you are like, you are the shit actually. Right. Like I need that friend. Cause I think we all have these moments where, you know, we can really be rough on ourselves. We can be rougher on ourselves than anyone else. And I need you to just come through with that positive word. So um, I might be a little high maintenance when it comes to friendships. Um, but what <laughs> I will say. Not the Mark, cackle, Kim. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. You know, but 
similar to Kim, I make friends easily. I don't always know how to maintain them because life has gotten really crazy and busy now. I don't know always how to check in with someone who's not kind of on the list. Like, you know, there's those people that you always talk to. So it's easier to remember to text that person or give that person a call. But someone who like you've met and you had a really good time with, like sometimes that's hard for me to be able to kind of maintain that. And I meet women and men that I really like. And I'm like, damn, I really want to be your friend. Like I asked this girl a couple, like, like maybe like a year ago, I was like, yo, I would like to be your friend. And she was like, looked at me like, are we still asking that? I almost, and this other girl, I put on a note, like, will you be my friend? Check yes, no, or maybe. Like, cause I, I was working with her and I really liked her. So like, I do make friends. It's just harder for me to maintain them. But um, yeah. Well, you made a great point. Cause I was going to ask, how do you maintain your friendships? Mm -hmm. um, so I'll give you a minute to think about that um, on how you maintain the ones that you do maintain. <laughs> <laughs> and um. I guess I'll take this first and then I'll hand it to Kim. Um, as far as maintaining relationships, I try to give what people need. Like I have some friends that need a check-in constantly. So I'll do that. That's not my preferred. As you have hit me with the text though. Like, yes. what do you need? <laughs> I can't find, like, I love it, but I love that you put a motherfucker on the spot. Like, well, what you need? Like, I'm not going to be over here trying to figure it out, Woody. Like, I don't have time. So I'm going to need you to tell me because that would be easier so I could direct my energy. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> trying like and trying things and throwing things at the wall, hoping that they stick, like we're wasting time. What do you need? I can do that. If you are like, I need you to do X. Cool. I need you to not talk to me right now. Cool. Give me a clear directive. I've got you. I have some friends that I need to force myself on them because they will not take care of themselves and be like, hey, you told me last week that you were having a really shitty week and you were really depressed and you weren't doing anything. So hello. How are you? Are you going outside? Did you eat today? Let me know. And I have other friends that we catch up about like TV. Like I was reaching out, my good friend Trey, we're watching The Circle. If y'all watched it, don't comment and ruin it. I'm not done yet um, with this season. But like, you know, we talk about work. We talk about everything. But right now it was like The Circle because I was watching it the other night and I was like, this is a mess. You need to watch it. He turned it on was like, wow, bitch, this is a mess. I'm watching it. And that's like one of the ways that we connect. So it really just depends on um, the situation and the relationship as to how I maintain it. But I also have stopped pouring into cups that are not pouring back into mine. I'll tell you that. I am watering those dead plants now. Preach. So. <laughs> mm. that, that, that it is, is awesome, Sunday. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim, what about you? How do you maintain your relationships, my dear? Um... I'm all over the place. Um, so for me, I really detest doing one-on-one -on -one because I'm like, I don't have enough time to keep up with all these damn people. I like gatherings. Like I like I one -on -one group now. gatherings <laughs> because I get to talk to people. And then it's like, hey, if you want to catch up, great. Let's do that. You know, I'm actually trying to get all her friends in the room like this. <laughs> hey, I got two hours on a Sunday. How many of y'all can show up? Y'all so can see everybody and everybody can't be like, we ain't seen you, Kim. Here we go. <laughs> it's but it's because it just feels like it's so time consuming to keep up with people. Mm. Again, big family, friends, you know, I do have people I consider friends. There are people I consider acquaintances. I mean, when I, what I've started to do is like, I send like, I don't send a mass text, but I send a text that has the same message. Like, hey friend, I'm checking on you. Let's catch up when you can miss you. 
and I'll add an extra line or the name, you know, but I'm copying and pasting text messages because to like type a message to each person at this point is like ridiculous. I'm like, I can't keep track of stuff. I've got three jobs, right? Black woman, I'm about to nine that. to five and family. Not a text template. Look, I'm about this. I'm about to steal that text template, yo, and I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> Listen, send it to me. I know who you. I, oh, okay. It doesn't matter. You sent it to me, right? Like, I'm not gonna question how or I speak why to you whoever every else you damn send it day. To. So I don't even need to send it to your ass, <laughs> right? You know. But there are people who I call. There, there are so there are very few people who can speak to me in the morning time. That's like Anisha, Chanel, maybe one or two other people. Don't call me in the morning. Like that's just not gonna happen. I'm not well, gonna pick call? up the phone. You could call. You want oh, okay. you want you on the morning call list. <laughs> I just you, like you on the morning call list. <laughs> you know, but that you know, there were few people. It's not big. You know, right. so I think in terms of how I protect my time, you know, when you're talking about the five friends or whatever, like the people that I spend one-on-one time with are the people that I really, really, really love, because it's like it's just you and me. And we could spend hours together. Like I've spent a whole day with a friend. Like, oh my God, this was great. Didn't see him for four months. But that's okay because we kept up through text. And, you know, every now and then a phone call. I like to do those Zoom calls with like a bunch of people. Like, let's just all get together and catch up. Also, because I think um, people aren't that interesting. Like, I'm not that interesting. I don't have a lot going on. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, this or that. So it's like, I don't really want to hear that from other people because sometimes there's always like, oh, your kids, your job. It's the same kind of narrative. So I think I get a little like worn down hearing the same thing all the time from people. And if it's nothing new, I just don't want to hear it. So sorry for those who may be listening at that. Like, give me some newness. I need some, <laughs> like, like people are like, why are you always in a relationship? Because I like a, some newness. <laughs> I like something new. <laughs> But, you know, a mass, a, a, you know, a template text to people hitting the points. Let's catch up. I tell people here, I'm free this day. If you want to catch up, like I really identify days where I can check in with people. You can't just randomly call me and I pick up the phone. Like I'll look at your phone call and your text and I won't say nothing because I'm not in a space to talk to people at that moment. So I think that's so funny because one of my really good friends, I've been texting him to set up a call and I was like wait a minute why am I trying to make an appointment is that how things are done now or is it just me and I said this to him in the text and he was like yeah we used to just call each other and hope for the best like we can do that Woody like you don't gotta try and make an appointment because it's not working out for the two of us and I was like is that what we do now do we have to make an appointment with people because people are just that busy? It's like, when I call, I actually want to get you. So let me figure out what time that's going to be. Because if I call two or three times and I don't get you, I might start taking things personal. I might have a whole story in my head about why you're not answering. I don't want to do that to myself or our friendship. So but can we just not, make an appointment? Right. <laughs> right, because people are not taking into account other people's time, like especially parents or whatever, work. <laughs> You know, there's so much. I, and I and I don't want you to make assumptions about my time, but I always tell people I'm free these evenings. I will share my calendar with people like, oh, you want to see my calendar? No. You can see when I'm free. <laughs> your calendar is overwhelming. It's very anxiety inducing. Like, that shit is so anxiety inducing looking at your calendar. <laughs> I don't want to see your calendar. I need you to just tell me your free time. Because I, if I see that joint, I'm going to be like, I can never see my friend. I guess it's over. <laughs> I'll see you in the fall. <laughs> 
that's it. So I have to act accordingly. Like I'll give you three times I'm free. I'll give you a morning, an afternoon, or evening, whatever, a weekend. I'm free this weekend. Let's go do it. So, you know, I realize I have to do a I have to do a good job of that because I've set it up in a way that people don't think I'm available. Half the time I'm not. Me and Anisha were working on Saturday. I got over there at 12. I didn't get home till 11. When the hell am I have time to have conversation with somebody? I took a break to do something related to another thing that I work with. And then we went back to work. Look at what we're doing today. I didn't go to Jersey and party because I got work to do. I saw you this morning, you know, so Chanel was the only one who could like get me to disrupt my work time, you know, so it's that kind of thing. And you did it kicking and screaming. (laughs) I did. I didn't want to do that shit, but I did because that's my boo. That's my sister. And that's my godson. And, you know, I think what's very interesting is me and Anisha, our friends, we're talking about sistership. We haven't brought up our friendship at all during this conversation. So we definitely got to get into that. But, you know, how do you maintain, you know, your relationship? How do I maintain my relationships? I don't have the text template, but (laughs) what I do is, no, I do reach out. Like I, 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 I reach out to people. I think that, um, how do I maintain it? Is that honesty? There it is. I try and be honest about where I am in my life and what is going on. Cause I never want someone to take it personal about why they're not talking to me or seeing me. So I try and be real about, listen, I'm now taking care of dad. I got a whole, you know, relationship. Like I got all of these things going on. I love you. I wish we could do more. And when I have the time, I reach out. I do a really good job now of when I have a moment, I just call my friend and hope for the best, right? Some of them, I'm trying to make appointments. Like I said, other people, I'm just like bumping. I know in the morning that this person is a morning person. I know what time they go to work. So I'm just going to call them before they go to work and I'm going to kick it with them now. So I think maintaining this for me, just kind of keeping that good communication going um, and trying to be consistent as I possibly can. And when I can't, I'm going to let you know why I'm not being consistent. So I think that me just being more verbal is how I maintain my friendships. And when we get together, you're going to have a good time with me. Let me be real clear that it's going to be a fucking ball. So then you're going to want to do it again. That's how I maintain my relationships. Like, oh my God, Woody is fun. Yeah, I'm fun. So you're going to want to hang out with me again. I ain't going to be no Debbie Downer. Even if I'm having the worst day, the mask that I put on is stupid. My joint is sick, my mask. (laughs) Okay, I could have been crying in the closet. When you see me, I'm like, party over here. Let's do it. (laughs) So, bitch, are you by What's going on right now? I be on 10. (laughs) I I met up with somebody. I was jumping around. It's like, yo, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Because listen, I'm trying to find my joy every day. I'm black and I'm a woman in America. Let me be happy, yo. Let me find my joy. So that's how I maintain my relationships. Because when you see me, we're going to have a good time. And you're going to want to see me again. There it is. I'm very confident in that too. Yes. Boom. As long as they have the food that she wants at the restaurant now, child. Because that was an experience. (laughs) I am picky. (laughs) I I, I went out with a friend. He was like, oh, this is how you are all the time. I was like, um... Yes. And I'm always cool with the, I'm like, what's your name when the waiter the waitress come over? So so what do you think would be best? What do you like? <laughs> Everybody's sitting around like if you don't order the damn food so we can eat. <laughs> but it will be fun. She's not lying about that. 
Um, so have you all seen any changes in your relationships due to the Panasonic picture that we've been living in for the last year? Um, I know that I definitely withdrew a lot and I appreciated my friends that reached out because I'm a person that has depression, I have anxiety. So I am real good at just not speaking. Like I'll, you just won't hear from me. <laughs> I'm fine, but you're just not going to hear from me because I don't have the capacity to one, tell you what's going on with me, but two, I don't have the capacity to listen to what's going on with you because something got to give and I'm at capacity at this point and you're going to be telling me stuff and you're going to think I'm not interested or I don't care. And it's not that, it's just that I'm trying to hold the marbles together. So <laughs> like Tyrese, what more do you want from me? I don't know. <laughs> so in the child. um but yeah I get very reclusive so I know that that definitely probably put a strain on a lot of friendships I was always still like yeah girl I'm rooting for you like this is great I could definitely you know engage with your Instagram story I'm very big on like engaging with like the accomplishments that people post on social media um but if I'm gonna call you I don't know like that was definitely a thing in pan and in the panty that I was just like I can't call you and talk for hours about the fact that I'm stressed the fuck out that I'm gonna die about behind getting COVID remember I was working at a supermarket so like every day was just like is the day today that I'm not gonna have taste or I'm not gonna have this and have to go back and deal with these awful people that are nasty and throwing frozen pizzas at me and shit like it was a lot so I know that for some people probably they felt like maybe I wasn't the best friend that I could have been and that's and that's probably true I don't act like I'm above being a shitty friend um but also I don't know if some of those friendships were people also being concerned knowing the details that they know about my life and making sure that I was good you know so definitely saw some changes um but you know for the most part everybody's still around we still cool and shit so what about you (laughs) (laughs) you know that's it right you know we still cool and shit um, I am the kind of friend that needs to be in person. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think for me, a lot of people were used to seeing me like, okay, I used to go back to the old neighborhood I lived in. Oh, this person's having a party. Great. This thing. Oh, I'm going to come over and hang out, which you no, know, Mason, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, you know, I think I saw people less, right? Like, you know, the pandemic really shut a lot of physical social activities down and I'm I'm you know I'm an extrovert I like to be around people that's what feeds me and so not having access to that sitting in that little room was torture it was torture um I spoke to people on the phone a lot more than I normally do um but for the most part you know I think like you said keeping touch keeping in touch with people via social media and then like but that world of who I actually like really, truly connected with got even smaller. It was like, I just want to check on these people because I know, or because they know, or because they're really the only people I care about like this week or something. So it felt like it shifted for who I cared about, like from week to week, because, you know, like, oh, I wonder what's going on with that person. Cause I saw something on social media. And so I called them or they sent me a text and I was like, oh yeah, I want to catch up with them. So it, it was very random. I mean, the constants were the constants, you know. Um, oddly enough, the pandemic actually brought me and my cousin, um, Toogie, closer because she's got four kids. She's married. She does real estate. She's going to school. She's got a nine to five job. The real estate is on the side. So, like, she's just as, you know, busy. And so, you know, we made a commitment on Sundays to do our family calls 
And, you know, I now we're just randomly calling each other on Facebook Messenger with our other cousins. So it's it's been like a really cool thing. Like I've reconnected with certain people, one of which was my cousin and my first friend. So um, who knows what's going to happen after this? You know, people getting back outside, <laughs> going back to their lives, <laughs> you know, don't call me because I'm not answering. I'm probably out at a happy hour or something or doing something fun. Um, I don't know if my friendships changed. Um, I am a therapist, so I talk to people all day. So I didn't get in the pandemic to be reclusive in some way, right? Like I was still listening, talking, um, being attentive to people all day. So I think for the first time in my life, like I just was kind of to myself a little bit more than I generally am. Um, cause when I was done with the day, I was done. Like you could stick a fork in me. I had nothing to say. Like I was on the couch, just stuck. Like, I don't know what I was watching. I just was tired. So, and then I still had to be somebody's wife. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is a lot of work. And I, and there are people who I'm like really close to. So I still had to show up for them. So I think um, in COVID, I don't think friendship changed for me in any way, what it looked like. It just looked a little bit different. Um, you know, again, similar to Kim, I'm more of a social person. So like, I can't wait to see people. Like, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I've been talking about wanting to prioritize play more. So I'm thinking of doing like a whole relay race situation with friends in a park. Cause I just feel like, why am I not playing more? Like, why am I not in the park more? You know? And so I think I'm gonna put something like that together so I can actually see people. But um, I didn't really expect too much from people. I didn't expect people to call me. I wasn't mad that I wasn't getting calls. And I know some people was ready to throw friendships away in the pandemic. Cause like you wasn't there for me. People were trying to be there for themselves. Like it, it, it got really like where it came down to like me against the world. Like I'm trying to save me every day. Like I'm trying to stay sane every day. I can't really now figure out how I'm gonna help you stay sane for some people. And so I hope that once we come out of that, we can be respectful and that we're not throwing away friendships, guys, because people weren't able to be there for you in ways that they may not have been able to be there for themselves because it was a really hard time. We all took it differently, but um, yeah, no, I, I still see my friendships the same way. Um, the expectations I think was different, you know, that that support maybe looked a little bit different. Um, that availability, of course, was different. So, yeah, I'm not mad. If you ain't call me back, I was cool with it. Because I probably didn't call you back either. I ain't called somebody back. <laughs> I'm not sure who, but somebody didn't get a call back. Um, so with that being said, that we are, like, opening up. The world is opening up, about to be back outside. Are y'all open to making new friends? Because, you know, there's people out here who be like, no new friends. I'm not that girl. But... Marquia, we you gonna be making some new friends? Um, I meet people all the time. I'm more than willing willing to get to know folks. I'm not necessarily actively recruiting like a new friend, but actively I'm recruiting. <laughs> like we could be cool. It's still a panty. I got some questions. Do you wear a mask in public? I don't care what the CDC said. You're not telling me that everybody walking past me is vaccinated, bro. Uh-uh. So that's how I live my life, Marquia. The CDC said. And I'm and I, and I'm vaccinated. Like, what's good? Do I gotta wear do, do I gotta wear a whole mask outdoors with you or just indoors? 
just like you know in large crowds of people that's really more my concern like I'm okay with the, like getting to the table taking it down walking in a group of people probably putting it on because everyone is not vaccinated these are lies like people are just not wearing masks because who's going to ask them can I see your vaccine card like no one so yeah that's my main concern like just please don't breathe on me um and be respectful of my my three to six feet and maybe we could be friends possibly hmm. um i'm not sure if i'm open to making new friends because i don't know where to find space to maintain them right those mm. friendships because is that fair to someone to like let's do all this stuff and then you don't fit them in to your life if you really mean it you know i think um you know what you know sometimes i think what's missing is you know when you want to like anisha you said you wanted to be friends with someone I've never actually really had a discussion of what that means, like to be friends with like this particular person, right? Like you may have a different way that you see things versus me. We have different communication styles. They may clash. We, you know, how do, how are we going to behave in conflict? You meet a new person, you be, you be, people be cutting people off real quick if it don't work. This is the cancel culture, honey. You will get cut off in a minute. You call them and you be like, wait, they didn't block you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, everything. (laughs) And you'll be like, what happened? People don't give it no more. It feels like it feels like that sometimes. The whole like I'm cutting you off crap. It's a lot to handle. And I think it's because you just don't have good communication skills where you could just talk to me about what you're mad about. Why you gotta or, cut or me you, off? Well, well, if it's new, you don't know how someone's going to react. So I think the the communication of how do we be in relationship with each other is very important, right? Like, I, you know, um, I think a good example is, you know, I met someone um, like shortly before the pandemic. We were like texting, like, oh, we should hang out, go to the bar. And we made a plan, then the pandemic happened. And then I just was like, I don't want to keep texting you because I'm not investing you enough to like this a text conversation is not it for me because now you my, my thumbs and I got to think about shit. I don't know how you're going to take it because I don't know you and I can't get to know you on text and my hair's not done. So I don't want to talk to you on Zoom because, bitch, I don't know you. <laughs> like, so I think the better question is, are you guys open to meeting new people and seeing how they fit in your life? Because that's different from a friend. And I think that that's what we're really talking about, right? Like, I can meet you and you could be my bar girl. Like, me and you, when it's time to hit happy hour, I'm hitting you up. But I'm not going to have the same expectations that I do of my friends for you, right? And so maybe the real question is, is like, are you guys open to meeting new people and seeing how they fit in your life? I'm interested in that question. Oh, I maintain the same answer. I'm not actively recruiting friends, but I'm open to meeting new people. If you make sense and aren't crazy, that's cool. We can have differing opinions. I actually have a friend. It's a newer friend. It's my, actually my girl. That's my homie. Um, but she's a Trump supporter. And I was just like, oh, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that we just don't agree on. And we just don't talk about that shit. Cause it's like, okay, this is not, there's no space for this in our relationship. Like I know where you stand on this, you know, where I stand on this, but we have so much more in common. I never thought I would be like, Oh, I'm friends with a Trump supporter, but it's probably the black that gives her more, you know, of an edge than let's say like a white person that was a Trump supporter. 
Um, because you know, at least we have. Do she the listen base. to this podcast? She might. That's All fine. Right. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be quiet. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we're 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 really cool. Like that's my homie. Like she checks in on me regularly. She makes sure that I'm good. So like on the requirements of what a friendship looks like, she's my friend. I don't give a fuck. Um, if you you know. Th- that's not even an issue anymore because that man's not eligible to be president at least for right now um but you know i'm open to meeting people but i'm not necessarily like hey be my friend want ad um on my instagram page no <laughs> i'm so, not okay so if we're not that interested right now how do we know when a friendship is worth saving because i think that that came up in COVID for some people that question around like should I try and save this thing? Mm. Um, I think you have to evaluate um, based on your values. Like our friend, so if your friendship has changed, right? Something has happened and either either of you have having kept the pace of the friendship or discussed what does this new friendship looks like maybe due to your life changes or my life changes, or you're just like, hey, something's you're not communicating something and they may be acting out and you don't know. So I think it's all based on communication. And also just like, is the, does this person feed me? Do Are they in alignment with my values? Do I feel good when I'm around them? Like what, not what purpose do they serve? Because, you know, people don't serve purposes, but for the, you know, for the purpose of a friendship, is this person worth um, me, all the effort that I'm gonna need to do to continue to maintain this friendship? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, if if I'm not watering dead plants. So if you're not pouring into this relationship, if you're not able to show up for me, if you're not able to support me and I've done that for you, um, then we need to, well, I need to decide if this is worth my time and energy. You may feel it's great because I'm pouring into you and I'm t- celebrating you. But if you're not doing the same for me, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, because that's energy I could pour back into myself. Um and trust, like I'm sure listening to them probably sounds harsh. I'm not um, selfish. Um, anyone that knows me probably will tell you that. But the older I've gotten, I've just gotten more protective of my energy. So everyone is just not deserving of that. And that's okay. We can still be cool. Like I said, it, it's no beef. You know, you could just be my homegirl now. Maybe not my friend. I'm not going to tell you everything that I used to tell you before. And that's okay. Like things happen. People go in different buckets. And, you know, you just got to keep pushing. I love that, Marquia, because sometimes I tell people, like, you don't have to go in and be like, oh, we can't be friends. No, maybe it just looks different, right? So maybe I don't need to pick up the phone. Maybe I don't pick up the phone as much as I used to, right? Maybe we don't see each other as much as we used to. But when we see each other, we can still have a great time. It's Mm -hmm. just not as often. Right. Like it can just look different. I think people are so quick to cut people like straight out their life. Do you really need to cut someone out their life out your life? Or can you let them know how you feel? Right. And if they are open to making the proper changes, then that's what you guys are do. But is it worth it? You making this big deal um, of cutting someone out your life. Um, but as far as worth saving, I think that um, if there is genuine love there, and you can continue to be authentic with me and show me your authentic self, whatever that is. Um, and I am willing to see you and hear you. Um, then I'm, I'm worth saving it. It's, I think it's worth saving if 
the communication is good. Again, it comes back to communication, right, Kim? You said it earlier. Can I talk to you? Can we talk about what's going on? That's how I'll know whether it's worth saving. If you're not interested in talking to me about it, then it's not worth saving because I can't be in relationship with you if you can't verbalize what's going on and you can't acknowledge what your part that that the part that you've played in things. So I think I need that. I need some acknowledgement. You can't do that. Mm. Mm. I might have to call it. You so know. Def- mm-hmm. Go ahead, Marquia. No, go ahead. Nope, you got it. I was just gonna say it. You know, it sounds like there's just so many layers to sisterhood and friendship. Guys, and it. making you know discerning that because when you're a young person, you have different ideas and values about what that means, and then you know you get into those those other years where life changes and transitions and things happen and you go through things and you know do do people grow with you or do they outgrow you or do you outgrow each other i think it's you know yes it's communication but it's also like figuring out like where do i want these people to be in my life you know um and it's making that kind of decision for yourself about sometimes you have to evaluate the people in your life like damn you know because things happen gradually and it's not until it comes to a head sometimes that you realize that friendship is toxic but how many times before that was it toxic and it wasn't until it came to like some point some flash point that you're like oh shit this is bad <laughs> you know and we just because we brush things off friendship oh you know that's such and such oh yeah that's and then it becomes are. like an issue mm-hmm you excuse the behavior repetitively. And then when it comes to a situation where you can't uh, deal with it anymore, then it's like, that's where I think where people get confused, where it's like all of a sudden you just cut them off. And maybe it wasn't communicated, but I do think that both parties kind of know when you get to that point that the shit wasn't working. Um, but that's just my, you know, two pennies um, or two Virgils, if you all know that reference. Um, but <laughs> Um, so yeah, ladies, um, we definitely talked, touched on a lot of things, uh, this afternoon or whenever you all are listening to this, um, what are some tools that we can give to the audience to let them know? I think the main one is definitely, uh, communication (laughs) for sure, but what else can we offer up? Um, I think be honest, be honest with yourself about what you want and what you need out of a relationship from this person. And I think that, be honest with them. I think that that is going to take you guys really far. Um, yeah, listen, listen to, you You know, listen to your mind, your body. Like, I think that some people, when you are around them, they make you feel a certain way. Listen to that. What is that feeling like? Is that a pleasant feeling? Is that unpleasant? Like, what is that? So just kind of really being honest with yourself and honest with the other person. It's gonna be important. Um. I would say, you know, just we're talking about friendships, so things that are in existence already. Um, Set some time aside to just do some reflection, you know. I think that's important. Like, you know, me and Anisha have been friends for 20 plus years. We don't think about everything we've been through or we've gone through all of our experiences. It's not until those moments that we talk about, like, oh my God, we've been friends that long. Like, you got to have those moments where you're you're reflecting back on the relationship, whether it's, you know, and Chanel would send me a text, like, remember this thing that happened? And then we'll laugh. And so I think you kind of always have to like, just reflect because so much happens across, you know, time that you forget more than you remember about a friend or a person or that that you're in relationship with. 
And that relationship should not always feel heavy, right? If there is not a lot of light moments and fun, joyous moments, you got to really rethink that relationship. And that's why the self-reflection becomes really important. So, um, and I think to piggyback off of that, um, I would say just remember that growth is okay. So in that, like your friendships might change, what they look like might change. It doesn't mean that that's not your friend anymore or any of that, but, you know, be mindful of that. And like, there may be times when you fall out temporarily and you come back together and that's okay. Um, but just remembering that growth is normal and it is okay. So thank you ladies for your time. And even those at home listening to us, this was fun. Um, if you want to know more about Black Women Be Whole, you can find us on the interwebs. Um, y'all probably may have missed our, our sweepstakes that we had when we gave away a t-shirt. Y'all should follow us so you can find out about stuff like that. Um, find us on Instagram at Black Women Be Whole, as well as on Facebook. And be on the lookout for our four-week online course that will be coming up so you can get working on your healing so you can also be a Black woman working on being whole and be like us. Um, so we hope to see you soon on the internet um chat with us comment you know like share subscribe we don't have a youtube well we do have a youtube channel don't we kim Where we do it's not getting the tlc it needs though so we should be working on it soon so <laughs> comment like share subscribe welcome to our channel you know all that youtube influencer shit that people say um and check us out there too so we'll catch you next episode bye, bye guys bye